Maestro Daniel Meyer. It's at the symphony. Here we are in your dressing room. Merry Christmas to you and Happy New Year. Same to you and same to all of our listeners. But I, I just treasure being able to turn on the radio and hear wonderful music and wonderful news and frankly just keep up on what all the great arts organizations are doing in town. So it's it's a wonderful resource that uh, that you provide and I'm grateful for it every time I switch my dial. Thank you so much. We're going to get you back to help us with the fundraising drive as soon as possible. With the pandemic, we got away from some of our best friends that come in to help us. So we're, we're going to work on you for that. And congratulations on putting together another great Holiday Pops program. Thank you. I mean, what's so wonderful about these programs is that there's something for everyone. They're really, we really design it with families in mind so that grandparents can bring their grandchildren, parents can bring their children, friends can come together as a group. Um, there's really music that everyone would recognize and then there's some new arrangements of old favorite classics and then there are a few new elements every year that we try to sneak in there to create some new holiday traditions. Um, but we're certainly not trying to reinvent the wheel when it comes to the holiday pops. It's really designed to, to make people feel comfortable and really get into the spirit of the season. I went to hear the Mozart Great Mass last Sunday, it was, I guess. And uh, afterwards, someone said to me, I'm so glad Daniel Meyer is conducting the pops next weekend because he does the absolute best job with it. You have a, a core group of fans, you know. Well, I love the Mendelssohn Choir of Pittsburgh, and it's just so fun to work with a chorus of that caliber and with a chorus who's so willing to get into the spirit. I mean, imagine having to sing the same thing over and over again on multiple weekends. It's much like a Broadway actor, I, I guess, where you have to kind of summon the enthusiasm uh, for each new show, and each show really does feel different. It's interesting because as much as we repeat the repertoire one night after the next, the way that the audience reacts, the way that they might laugh at one joke and not at the other, the way that they respond to Santa Claus, all of those different elements conspire to make each night unique. And I think that's something that the chorus and I really appreciate being able to, to experience night after night. And of course, the musicians of the orchestra as well. Wait. Jokes with classical music, having fun with an orchestra? Well, we have a Santa cam, which is a tradition now here with the symphony where when Santa comes, he wants to talk to the kids. He wants to know what they want for Christmas. So he goes into the audience, he interviews them, and boy, the things that they say can sometimes be completely hilarious and unexpected. So that's a big portion of the show too, is just to find out what these kids are thinking about and what they really want for Christmas. New twists. You said you always like to have some new things. What's new this year? We have a brand new arrangement, uh, including favorite tunes from Hanukkah. It's by Darren Kelly called Of Nights and Lights. And it was premiered by Joanne Folletta and the Buffalo Philharmonic. And now this particular arrangement is taken off. It really is being played by major North American orchestras. Uh, it's a lovely arrangement that includes all of your favorite Hanukkah tunes, but really also features the solo players. There's an enormous principal trombone solo that Pete Sullivan plays gorgeously. And it's almost as if he's playing the shofar from a, from a mountaintop. And then there's a really lovely solo for Cindy Dalmeida, uh, who just inhabits the role. It's a, it's a beautiful arrangement. And uh, I'm excited about that. And then, of course, bringing Blaine Krause. I mean, here's a star from the Broadway stage who uh, starred as Hamilton and is continuing to do so. And he has this beautiful tenor voice. And he brings this incredible personality and, and imagination 
to the stage. And we made sure that we had brand new arrangements for him so that we weren't kind of rehashing anything. He, he gets all of these fresh arrangements for his songs, including the old Donny Hathaway tune, This Christmas, and of course the Christmas song, the one that everybody knows with chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Uh, oh, and a lovely duet between Santa Claus and Blaine. And if you, probably some of your listeners will remember the old Bing Crosby, David Bowie, Little Drummer Boy duet. Uh, we're doing that arrangement. And it's so lovely. It's so, it uh, really just puts you in a, in a frame of mind uh, of the peace of the season and a beautiful starry night. And they sing it so elegantly. And that's another novelty on this program. Okay, you mentioned one soloist in Santa Claus. There's another soloist, isn't there? Is that it? Just one? Just one. <laughs> Just one singer this year. <laughs> well, Santa Claus, of course, sings a lot too, so we oh, make sure that we give him some, some lovely numbers. Uh, but I should also mention Pittsburgh Ballet Theater. Uh, every opportunity I get to work with them, I, I do, because it's such a well-run group. These young dancers, uh, I, I was joking backstage, I said, boy, they run a tight ship. And they do, because they have to. They only get once or twice to, to work with the orchestra before they go up in front of thousands of people at Heinz Hall. And they do it so beautifully. And of course, they'll wear their costumes from the costume shop there. And, and the dancing is all original choreography that you would see on the Nutcracker stage at the Benetton Theater. But we, we steal them for a few moments, uh, particularly the young ones from the, from the ballet school. And they, they dance so beautifully. And it's an amazing opportunity. And we lay down a Marley floor, the, the official ballet floor, so that their feet are protected and they can dance just as they would uh, on, a, on a main stage production. And it's a nice little feature to, to feature, of course, that sumptuous music from Nutcracker and put that on our program. Pittsburgh Ballet Theater dancers are world class, but they dance to a recorded Tchaikovsky Nutcracker at the Benetton. Well, if you hear us at Heinz Hall with the Pittsburgh Symphony, you're going to hear live music and the way it was intended, and we love it. And the dancers, you can tell, they love it too. It's a wonderful opportunity to resonate with these live musicians that are playing on the same stage, but also there are adjustments that need to be made. You know, when you have a live orchestra, every night is a little bit different, and the energy in the room is different, and the, and the ballet dancers have to react to that and absorb that, and it's partially my job to make sure that it's not too much variability, because they have choreography that is designed to go with a specific conception. So I love doing that. I love working with dancers, and I love the challenge that, it, that each night brings when you work with live orchestra and live dancers. Now, you mentioned in the Hanukkah music that's new, there are some nice moments for individual members of the orchestra, Cindy Almeida, I think you mentioned. Anything else that has jumped out at you with your rehearsals of hearing your principals, uh, players in the orchestra who have a great moment? For me, that's always one of the nice things about the Pops concerts, which is undervalued generally, I think. People don't realize it. Here's an opportunity to hear your great players in the solo spotlight. You know, this is one aspect that you wouldn't necessarily associate with the Pittsburgh Symphony, but they are a great gospel band. We're doing this wonderful arrangement of Go Tell It on the Mountain with rock, funk, drumming, and with brass, and with winds, and with the strings playing these interjections in between, and the chorus taking on the role of a, of a great gospel choir. And it's all in dialogue with Blaine Krause, who's, of course, a, a superb uh, gospel-style singer. And wow, I mean, I can just imagine the audience getting into it and clapping along because it's just such a really effective 
um, and beautiful portion of the, of the show that you wouldn't necessarily associate with with the music of, of Handel's Messiah or or uh, with these wonderful Leroy Anderson Christmas Festival charts. This is something that's a bit of a departure for us, but we have musicians in the orchestra that are so adept at playing in a jazz or a popular or a rock or a funk style that uh, it works really well, I think. Yeah. You know, during the holiday season, we put a lot of concerts on the radio from other places, holiday concerts, and so often they're wonderful, but I hear things that I think are totally obscure and don't even particularly sound Christmassy, or they have a somber kind of gray I don't know, Hindemith quality, and not to knock Hindemith, but you're doing the hits here, and I love that. As, as you mentioned, there, there's an expectation that you're going to play tunes that people know. I had a professor once uh, say to us, you know, if I impart anything to you, and if you remember anything after you take your degree and go off into the world, it's don't mess with Christmas. <laughs> and the idea was, you know, if there are traditions wherever you go, inhabit those, love them, embrace them. And the tradition here, of course, is to play music that everybody knows and loves, and then offer a few surprises along the way. But like you say, it's really important that people come here, feel comfortable, get into the spirit of the season, uh, fall in love with the orchestra all over again. You know, for some, this may be their only experience of the Pittsburgh Symphony over the whole year. So I take that very seriously in that the programming that we offer and that the, the concert that we ultimately give is something that they should be very excited about and very proud of and something that wants them to come back year after year. And Hines Hall is the perfect venue for a holiday concert. The tree is spectacular. Have you had a chance to take a look at it yet? Absolutely, yes. After the concert a couple weekends ago, we stopped and took some photos in front of that enormous tree. And it's a great opportunity. So if you bring your mobile phones, you bring your cameras, please, either before the concert or during the intermission or right afterwards, make sure that you stop by and get some photographs with your family because it's, it's elegantly lit, beautifully decorated, and it's a, I think it's a special Pittsburgh tradition to enjoy that Heinz Hall Christmas tree. You've already had a great holiday music-making season with your concert in Erie. That's right. I did a weekend of concerts with the Erie Philharmonic, uh, and we have a brand new newly renovated stage there with a beautiful shell and new stage space. The musicians are thrilled, the audience is thrilled. We finally have what we have been wanting for many, many years. And we're also in the process of reinstalling a grand Wurlitzer theater organ that will inhabit the space as well and fill up that whole room with great sounds. So we're excited about what's happening up there. So much is going on. You were trying to get the organ going for Cameron Carpenter, but you just couldn't quite make his, his arrival date. No, but you know what? Cameron is such an amazing artist that as soon as we switched to plan B, he played an electronic Allen organ and made it sound like he was playing in Notre Dame Cathedral. I mean, he's just that kind of artist. And he's really committed, of course, to making that organ work in the Warner Theater because he's from Northwest Pennsylvania. He grew up in that area and even studied with one of our musicians. So he has a fondness for the area, has a fondness for the Philharmonic. And uh, he's going to be our unofficial consultant to make sure that that organ finally meets what, what our expectations are for that space. When's the next concert in Erie? We're performing Holst's The Planets in January, and we're inviting Hanshi Wang. She's a superb accordion virtuosa, and she's coming to play music of Piazzolla. So we're mixing 
the great uh, suite of Holst's Planets with some tango-influenced music and some music by Oswaldo Goliath on the same program. So I, I like to mix it up for those symphonic programs. And just quickly, Westmoreland, what's going on in Greensburg at the Palace Theater? Wow, I mean, while I'm here in Pittsburgh, away from my band, they're performing a weekend of live Nutcracker Ballet with Texture Ballet. So you hear two completely live performances with a live orchestra. And then the following weekend is their Home for the Holidays concert. So Maria Sensi Selner will take the Nutcracker Ballet this weekend. And then Andres Franco, former associate conductor of the Pittsburgh Symphony, will be leading the Home for the Holidays concerts in Greensburg. And you'll be back in Greensburg when? I'll be back in Greensburg in the new year. I believe it's March when we start back with our symphonic concerts. Great things happen there, too, wherever you go. Congratulations, and again, Merry Christmas to you. Anything else you'd like to share about the concerts this weekend? I would just say that this is really a concert for everyone. You know, if you just love holiday music and you love sharing great moments and want to create a tradition for your family, come to Heinz Hall. It's a wonderful opportunity. We have multiple performances, so you don't have to stick to one. And actually, we have some audience members that love to come to more than one concert because they love it so much. So it's really a, a wonderful Pittsburgh family tradition. And I mean, what better than the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra to play this great music?